In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. The So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. my god ah that is the best mashup ever uh that's by an artist named girl talk if you don't know i am in love with girl talk i have been in love with the artist girl talk he is a mashup dj i talk about him a lot because he just he has meant so much to me for the last god 15 years i don't know how long he's been doing it but it's just on a different level than any other mashups that i've ever and and by the way I, i a lot of people ask me what my fascination with mashups are is that like I say, is that, you know, you can have two amazing things, and then if you put them together, it creates this third amazing thing. And how are you not going to love two of your favorite things, and then it becomes a third thing? That's just more. And you guys know me. I am quantity over quality. Welcome to the Thursday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. How are we? Valentine's Day is is coming near, my friends. You know what? I was so pissed. Very angry. I don't know if I talked about this yesterday. Uh, you know, Hall of Back Cards, Danielle Peterson, she did that romantic comedy rom-com uh, bracket system. And you, like, Sleepless in Seattle didn't make it. Like, Sweet Home Alabama beat Sleepless in Seattle. Like, and that's where I'm showing my age. Because I realized Sweet Home Alabama was out like 10 years after Sleepless in Seattle. So all you young kids are going to like Sleepless in Seattle, or uh, Sweet Home Alabama more than Sleepless in Seattle, when Sleepless in Seattle is the superior movie. Just, I mean, nuts and bolts, nuts to bolts, it's, it, is, it is just the better movie. And that's why I've decided to end this podcast. <laughs> it's just very frustrating when people don't see, when people don't like the way that I like, you know? 
Um, it is Thursday. It is our final show of the week, or is it? Maybe there's a surprise. Who knows? Um, so today we have, I mean, we literally, I always say this, but we do have an amazing show for you. We have a very cool, a very cool special show. We got a lot of slick stuff coming your way. Um, you guys, you guys know of the show Real Housewives of Dallas. There is a network called Bravo, and what they really focus on is a lot of reality shows. Uh, it's headed up by a, a, a gentleman named Andy Cohen, who wears a lot of, you know, tailored suits and is friends with John Mayer. You guys might know John Mayer. Anyways, I've, I'm, I'm happen, I'm kind of fixated on the network. I don't know. I hope you guys will check it out at some point. But there is a show called Real Housewives of Dallas, and today we have Deandra Simmons. One of the Housewives, a real Housewives of Dallas. She started in season two and is in her fifth season. Uh, the show's in its fifth season, and I got to talk to her today, and it was, uh, it was a blast. I'll explain the whole thing uh, when we lead up to her, but that is not all, folks. Bill and Becky Bailey, my parents, they do a weekly segment now, and I figured, what better way to celebrate Valentine's Day than potentially breaking up my parents' marriage? I decided to play a little game called the Match Game with my parents to see how well they knew each other. And the answer might surprise you. (laughs) You know, it is funny when you do that halfway through and you realize like, oh, (laughs) this literally could cause problems later in the evening with them. You know, like where you're like, oh, maybe this isn't. In fact, I let my dad win a couple um, because I just didn't want to tell my mom his answers. You'll, you'll, you'll hear. So I got that. I mean, that's a, that's a great show, folks. That is a full, full, full show. Uh, it is Wednesday, 10.54 p.m. Uh, let's see. We got some pop culture stories for you. Did you guys see The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Reunion Part 1? We got three parts. So, like I said, stamina. It's it's the turtle wins the race, folks. Don't pull a hammy watching the first one because we got two more right after this. I was disappointed not to see Craig Conover in the first 20 minutes of this one. But uh, it was still, I mean, it was still, it was amazing. Like, it was like when you're uncomfortable for a full hour, that's what I call entertainment. You know, <laughs> do you ever think about that? You're like, why am I watching this? I'm just completely amped up and like agitated and nervous. And I'm like, that's a good show. <laughs> like when I'm like, how dare these ladies? I'll tell you what, though, Lisa. Okay. Can you ladies and guys explain this to me? Is that I think Lisa is such a mean girl. And I have talked to a bunch of people and they just love Lisa so much. I love her as a character, but I think she is a mean girl. I like her, but at the same time, like, she thinks her shit don't stink. And her shit does sort of stink. You know what I'm saying? Like, and also, how are you going to have orange hands? How are you going to be that bad with your self-tanner placement? And I think I'm single-handedly securing that she'll never come on this program after like that's what i i gotta realize too is that as i get further along into this i might have to like uh, am i still allowed to tell my opinion i don't listen to danny's but does danny tell like like kind of hardcore opinions or is he kind of like everybody's great because like i don't know if i can keep saying hardcore things about people and expect to have them as guests i mean i'm assuming they won't listen so oh in fact i have a guest next week who i have uh who I've not said great things about on this show. And uh, so it'll be an interesting conversation. <laughs> I'm happy to have him. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting. 
but you know, she has orange hands and then she's like talking down to like Heather and Whitney. And my theory, I, I think I've said this before. My theory is that when Lisa was shooting, she thought she could treat Heather and Whitney like shit because Whitney has the baby voice and Heather, you know, was kind of desperate with like, you know, the good time girl. And she seemed a little desperate the first couple episodes for Jen to like, you know, I mean, sorry, for Lisa to recognize her. And then I think she saw, I think Lisa did not plan on the fans loving Whitney and Heather as much as they do. And I think that kind of gave Lisa pause and threw her back. I have a feeling Lisa potentially might treat certain people she deems less than, less than. Like, I bet she treats them not with the respect that you... uh normally could. So I think that's biting on, you know, biting her on the ass a little bit. Um, and by the way, I'll fully recap this. Um, I think the recap will come out on Monday and I've got a good guess for that where it'll be a lot of fun. And, Cause there were so many little moments like those reunions and I hats off to Bravo this past year, especially their reunions are so jam packed that it takes me two hours to take notes because so much is happening. Even the cutaways, you guys, even when they do like a, you know, Heather will be talking and they do a quick, quick cutaway of just Lisa listening and you can tell she looks perturbed and like there's so much angst in just a slight glance or or how about mary cosby mary cosby i mean congratulations didn't even know where she was i think i'm so glad she showed up but it is fun to she's i don't here's the deal like i know mary cosby is very problematic for so many ways but at the same time she's kind of pure almost virginal in the sense that she didn't hang out with these ladies at all like she hung out with some of them separately you know what i'm saying so putting her all of a sudden in this group environment it's kind of like you know when you have somebody unbiased come in and go oh well that's shitty like that's what i feel like she's kind of this weird unbiased opinion like uh she even like you know Lisa was, I'm sorry, yeah, Lisa was being really nice to her, and then at a certain point, she snapped at Lisa, because Lisa kind of, like, raised her hand, and she's like, do you do not raise your hand at me, and I thought that was great, but Lisa told Andy to, like, roll tape, not cut, and it's like, hey, it's not the Lisa Barlow show, you know what I'm saying? And you just lost yourself a Fresh Wolf sale. I was considering buying all the Fresh Wolf male products, and I will not now. No, uh, I still will, but I, if, you know, Lisa, if you want to send those for free, that'd be great. So, so exciting there. We have Summer House tomorrow night, remember? And also, you guys, don't forget Southern Charm. They're doing a Secrets Revealed episode. I'm actually kind of excited to see that because Secrets Revealed, you know, we've talked about, they're usually a little looser. Some of the scenes you're like, oh, why? Oh, that's the other thing of Salt Lake, you guys. They talked about, you remember that party earlier in the season when Jen Shaw threw for Meredith? Well, I guess it was also Lisa's birthday the next day, and they were talking about how Lisa was trying to steal the attention away from Meredith when Meredith says Jen was trying to steal the attention away from it. That's the So they cut out this whole plot line or didn't focus on it, and it just makes you, rem, like, I mean— I wanted to remind you guys to remember that we always never get the full story. There's all this other shit going on that plays into things, and we are not aware of it. And I find that fascinating. And I was just like, oh, I, we, we found out this whole new storyline. And I was like, man, why did, did they think we weren't able to handle that? Did they think it was too much? But, you know, as, as you get further into this, I think it's like, gra- like when you get towards like graduate school, I'm, I feel like I'm in the graduate program for reality shows. You're like, I can take it. Give it. My brain can process multiple storylines. We're all grown ups. We can do this. We can understand how complex situations happen with birthdays, you know? Uh, so, yeah, Secrets Revealed uh, tomorrow night. 
uh, yeah, let me see. What else do I got to say to you guys? Uh, thank you so much. I'm going to be doing the drawing for the lower level game. Guess who? Tomorrow is your last day, guys. If you want to give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and email a screenshot to so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com, that is great, but don't feel, you know, and, and like I said earlier this week, if there's any other companies, any other people that want to send stuff to give to listeners or I can do a contest with, I'm totally down. I want to give the listeners as much as they, as much as I can give them. I'm like, I have a lot of DVDs. Like I, I'm probably not going to use if I can just start giving those away to you guys as well. Does uh, anybody want season one of, uh, of game of Thrones? I don't think I'm going to need that. So, uh, but I also want to say like, we had, we've had a great week so far. So, uh, Monday, Sophie Ross knocked it out of the park. Um, Tuesday, uh, who did we got now I'm blanking Tuesday. Oh, Hayden. Yeah, haters. Hayden Cohen. He was amazing. Yesterday, Courtney Frayne from Two Judgy Girls. I am still laughing. I was like, these. some of these interviews just give you, uh, give me joy doing them. Like, it gives you kind of that electricity where you're like, I don't know if this works, but it is, it makes me feel good, you know? Um, so what I would suggest, if anybody wants to feel good, just act like you're doing a podcast and then talk with somebody that you've always wanted to talk to or, you know, it'll work out, I swear. Um so, oh, Army Hammer, quick update. So I had heard this before Dumois put it on her site today, um, is that I'd heard this two days ago, and I've been talking to a couple people. Uh, so, the, the, you know, the big Army Hammer expose, uh, we have some bad news, potentially, is that the LA Times was the uh, Amy Kaufman uh, from LA Times supposedly was going to be the author on, a, on an expose on Army Hammer, and it is now dead in the water her sources. Um, I mean, I'm sure maybe it'll come back, but I think there were some issues. Um, and I think, I think there's enough information out there that you could possibly read between the lines. Um, it's, it's nothing to do with like, Oh, it's all fake armies. No, it's nothing like that. But, um, I, I imagine situations like this are very frustrating and all the sources that have, are just kind of saying, be patient. Uh, it'll come when it comes. And I guess we kind of get ravenous about this stuff and I, I get ravenous just because i'm like i want it over i want i want all the horrific information out so i can just start processing it moving on to the next horrific pop culture story you know um i was thinking about that also in terms of britney we've been talking about britney spears a lot lately and a lot of uh things are popping up on the internet of all these times all these comedians had made fun of her you know like they had sarah silverman from the mtv music awards making fun of her kids, saying they were mistakes, you know, back when that happened and the audience was roaring. You had David Letterman, you have Jay Leno. Jay Leno, I always thought was a piece of shit. I think Jay Leno is possibly one of the least funniest late night talk show hosts. And I was really big into late night talk show hosts. I'm sure you can imagine that since I'm such a nerd, but I really was. And I was a David Letterman guy uh, through and through. But all of these examples of how we all made fun of Britney and everybody's like, how dare you? How dare you? But it's like, Guys, I I said this, I think yesterday, it's like, I, I was doing that as well. Like, I mean, I was, I lived through this time, like a lot of you guys did. We, like, I was on Perez Hilton all the time. In fact, I just did a pod, I would guess it on a podcast last night where we talked about this period of time of Perez Hilton of, I would just be working in a nightclub and I would just go up and keep refreshing my screen, waiting for the next story to drop. And 
you know, whether it be Lindsay or Paris or Brittany, and I, there was like a hunger for it, you know, it was like almost wanting them to get caught. Like, it, it was weird. Like, I remember this period of time with Lindsay Lohan in particular, where it was just like, this girl couldn't help but be in the news. Like, she just kept doing thing after thing. And I'm sure all of the attention kind of just fuels that a little. And I'm not, I'm not saying that the, you know, like Lindsay is not, you know, blameless, because obviously, you know, nobody forces the cocaine up your nose, you know, but it, uh, you know, we, we were all kind of thinking that was crazy. You know, Brittany shaved her head, Brittany, you know, Chris Crocker, of course, is the famous guy that's like, leave Brittany alone. We even made fun of Chris Crocker at first. And then 10 years goes by and you're like, wow, Chris Crocker, actually, that, that made, that made sense. Actually. Do you guys remember Chris Crocker, the leave Brittany alone video that was like really famous? What you don't realize is that Britney's making you all this money and all you do is write a bunch of crap about her. She hasn't performed on stage in years. Her song is called Give Me More for a Reason because all you people want is more, 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 more. Leave her alone. You're lucky she even performed for you bastards. Leave Britney alone. Okay, so yeah, a little dramatic, sure. A little dramatic, but he was passionate. But the thing that I find interesting is that, you know, I live like we were all kind of on the same page where even we were making fun of this guy. I'm sure there's some holdouts over there like, no, I always believed in Chris Crocker. Chris Crocker grew like where now he's kind of this video is it's like a four minute unedited video on YouTube. You guys should check it out. And he, he makes some really great points in it. He talks about Perez Hilton. He talks about getting through a divorce. He made a lot of actually interesting points, but I try to remember back to that time, and it's like, we didn't listen, though. Like, we kept making fun of the stuff, and uh, I don't know, and I'm sure we continue to make those same mistakes again and again and again because, you know, I don't know, but I will say that really is very overly dramatic, so kind of that's the first thing you hear and see and not the actual points he's making but it is interesting to look in retrospect that's why i love pop culture is that you can actually now go back and there's like this official document it's called youtube and everything is recorded now like in the 70s the 60s the 80s like you know half of the 90s none of this stuff you could track and now we all have it at the our fingertips we can tell the entire story of Britney, Britney, uh, Britney Spears, Anna Nicole Smith, which I just watched a 2022 hour special on last night. Uh, and her little daughter, Danny Lynn, seems like she's grown up to be such a, um, you know, a cute girl. And, and Larry Burkhead, the dad, seems like he's a good dad. And it was just really parts of it were actually heartwarming. But um, I, yeah, this is weird. I didn't even think I was going to do any of this speech. But, you know, that's what I like about this. You can I just sit at this desk at night and kind of just go where uh, my mind takes me. Uh, before we get to Deandra, um, there is another story. Uh, I don't know if you guys uh, know or are aware as much as, you know, Joss Whedon. Now, Joss Whedon, um, I don't know if you guys... So he is responsible for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, not the movie, but the TV show with Sarah Michelle Gellar that was very, very popular, still is. I think it, it was very, you know, well beyond a cult movie, a cult TV show. It was it was huge, you know, and it still has a huge fan base. And then Joss went in uh, on, of course, to direct uh, and write the Avengers um, and the sequel, and he has you know, always everybody kind of just says the, 
you know, what a genius this guy is. And then we started hearing rumblings. And what's interesting about this is that you start to see how people, and I don't know if it's just men, maybe women as well, but how men get protected because there have been certain moments where I had heard shitty things about this guy. Like his uh, his ex-wife wrote this letter that kind of got, uh, I, I got to look and see if it was, I remember it was a couple years ago and he would talk how he would have these really intense relationships with his female actors. The wife was saying this and that, you know, he was uh, a user, an emotional user. Uh, it was just a really intense thing. And then I think it kind of got pushed off where, well, that's just a bitter ex-wife, um, but then you still heard rumblings. And then what happened was that there was a Justice League movie. And uh, I swear to God, I'm not going to get into comic books and sci-fi. But uh, what happened was that the original director of Justice League, uh, his daughter uh, committed suicide, unfortunately. And yeah, Zack Snyder, the director, was the original director. His daughter committed suicide during the filming of Justice League. So Joss Whedon stepped in and did like a rewrite and then filmed like the remainder of the scenes and kind of retooled everything. So Joss Whedon stepped in. You're like, oh, well, that's pretty like a heroic thing of him. Kind of. He kind of came in, you know, let Zack go deal with his family business. And Joss Whedon was a big name in terms of superhero movies because of the Avengers. And then what happens, it, what happens with the story is that uh, there is a, a character uh, in this film called, called Cyborg, and the actor playing this uh, was a new actor. I mean, like, new-ish actor in terms of, like, wasn't Ben Affleck. His name is Ray Fisher, African-American actor, and he, you know, got to play Cyborg, which is one of the Justice League roles. So it's like Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, and Cyborg. And so this is like the opportunity of a lifetime, right, for this kid. Justice League comes out, it bombs, bombs hard. Then we start hearing rumblings that Ray Fisher said Joss Whedon acted completely unprofessional on the set. Nothing specific comes out but said it was one of the worst experiences of his life. And he complained to Warner Brothers where they had to do an internal investigation, but they still kind of like made it seem like Ray was the crazy one. You know, I, I follow like press releases all the time. I go on so many movie websites every day, not just reality show. And I noticed this and I was like, wow, like there's this is weird, you know, but who knows? Maybe Ray Fisher is just like a crazy dude. Then today, Charisma Carpenter um, spoke out, um, and Charisma Carpenter was one of the leads on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now, Ray Fisher, like, was trying to get people on his side. Uh, I know the lady who plays Wonder Woman, she said, I didn't have a great experience with Joss Whedon, but I just did my job as an actor and kind of kept out of it. So, uh, Charisma Carpenter actually posted on her Instagram today, um, that, uh, for nearly two decades, I've held my tongue and even made excuses for certain events that traumatize me to this day. Joss Whedon abused his power on numerous occasions while working together on the set of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. While he found his misconduct amusing, it only served to intensify my performance anxiety, disempower me, and alienate me from my peers. The disturbing incidents triggered a chronic physical condition from which I still suffer. It is with a beating heavy heart that I say I coped in isolation and at times destructively. 
Now, this goes on for uh, two pages, this statement, but it was also to throw support behind Ray Fisher and kind of say that this guy isn't crazy, you know, and that she did participate in Warner Brothers Justice League investigation because I believed Ray to be a person of integrity who is telling the truth. Um, And what had ended up happening was a cyborg character was supposed to be in the new Flash movie, and all of a sudden the cyborg character got written out. And that's interesting because remember, Ray Fisher actually stood up and, and said this, I'm being mistreated. I'm being abused by this man. Uh, so she ends her state with, statement with, it has taken me so long to master the courage to make this statement publicly. The gravity of it is not lost on me. As a single mother whose family livelihood is dependent on my craft, I'm scared. Despite my fear about its impact on my future, I can no longer remain silent. This is overdue and necessary. It is time. So very brave statement. You're like, okay, that's, you know, wow, two, two people like two, you know, there's a, a lot of people. And then Sarah Michelle Geller, 12 hours ago, um, earlier today, she posts this on her Instagram. Uh, it says, while, uh, while I am proud to have my name associated with Buffy Summers, that's the character she played, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't want to be forever associated with the name Joss Whedon. I am more focused on raising my family and surviving a pandemic currently. So I will not be making any further statements at this time, but I stand with all the survivors of abuse and am proud of them for speaking out. So the key sentence on in this is, I don't want to be forever associated with the name Joss Whedon. So... In a very simple statement, she managed to make a huge impact. So I'm very curious where they go here. Of course, this is something we will keep our eyes on because it's another thing that affects, you know, this guy's been involved in, this guy's had a career for 25 plus years, kind of a heavy hitter, especially when the Avengers started making, like literally one of the first movies to make like $2 billion. Um, So this, this is like big time. So it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out. But it's another one of those things is that like, I don't know, like, we all got to take a look at how we treat people. There's some people out there that truly like, it seems like to watch other people suffer. So I, uh, okay, you want to laugh? Let's laugh. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's my fault. I shouldn't have done. I'm but it's a it's a pop culture story. We need it. You know, do you guys if you guys do like to laugh, I want to play you this next thing on watch what happens live last night, on Tuesday night. They had Vanessa Bayer and uh, Fortune Feimster, uh, two very, very funny women. And uh, <laughs> this is great. You've got to hear this. Because we're about to take a visit to the Clubhouse Playhouse tonight because Vanessa has two great impressions to showcase. Oh. She's going to be performing the Clubhouse First ever one woman show with the scene from season one, episode two of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. She'll be playing the roles of both Lisa Barlow and Whitney. Okay? Ooh. Vanessa, you may begin. You begin with uh, the part of Lisa in this scene and scene yes. at your ready. Okay. Okay. Hi, you. How have you been? Crazy busy. So your vow renewal, how did it go? It was amazing. The drinks were phenomenal. Oh, thank you. Our bartenders had so much fun. I just wanted to let you know that, yeah, they got a little drunk and it was kind of a mess. Some of my husband's whiskey from (laughs) Ireland was opened. Top shelf tequila. 
Well, our tequila is top shelf, yeah? Yeah, I mean tequila you can't get in the States. Maybe it's because you ran out of my tequila. You know what's funny? We ran out at six o'clock. That's shocking to me because literally we sent enough tequila for like 500 people. I just want you to know, I know you run like a tight ship. You're amazing. It was beautiful. I really appreciated you. What Whitney does with the gift I gave her is up to her. If I give you a Chanel necklace and you choke on it, that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> yes, and scene, a triumph. Give her an Emmy, everybody, and a Tony. That was unbelievable. That really was unbelievable. I agree with Andy. It's always fun to see Andy happy. Uh, Vanessa Bayer, uh, she used to be on SNL. Just I think she left last season. But it always reminds you that these SNL people, sometimes you'll watch SNL and you'll be like, this show kind of stinks. And then you realize like it's not the like the the people that are there are some of the funniest, most talented people of all time. It's just that like sometimes like the sketches that they choose just really just their stinkers. So it's like great when you see like this stuff and you're like, Oh my God, this is such like imitate. Like when you can do imitations, it's I think one of the most difficult things and like such a true sign of like original talent. And I know that's weird when you copying the voice of somebody else, but I do think it's like just such a cool talent. Uh, so Vanessa Bayer, Wow. Amazing. Uh, you know what else is amazing? Deandra Simmons. That's right, folks. Um, I love Real Housewives of Dallas. I particularly love this season of Real Housewives of Dallas. I talk about it all the time. In fact, uh, I do uh, recap every episode of Real Housewives of Dallas this season on my Patreon. So if you're wanting to hear that, go to patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. We got tons of stuff on there for you, not just Dallas, but so many other things. But I am loving this season. And it was so fun to be able to tell uh, Deandra that I was like, you're you and Tiffany are killing it this season. And I really killing it. So, uh, this is about like a 22 minute interview. I got a couple more minutes than I was scheduled for. So how this works guys, I want to tell you is that usually like, you know, I do the long form interviews with podcasters and stuff, but with the Bravo people, uh, I'm usually lucky enough. Um, first off, I'm extremely lucky to actually be able to talk to Deandra. So thank you to Bravo. Uh, and, uh, thank you to Kelly, uh, that, that hooked this up for me. Uh, I really do want to thank you. So um, I get to ask a lot of, I mean, this is guys, this is just me geeking out. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like freaking out. You can hear me freaking out. Um, Deandra looked gorgeous. In fact, I felt bad that I had not dressed up more. She just, I'm sure she was doing a day of interviews, uh, and she just couldn't have been nicer. She even said my name. She said like, she kept saying Ryan during the interview. And I think my heart melted. Like, here's the deal. I love her husband. And we talk about him in this for a sec. And I, but I know she was engaged 13 times before. So like there was part of me that it's like, I wish I was one of those 13 guys. She's, I I just, I was so uh, enamored by, I, I, I had a little crush. I crushed on her, you know? Uh, but you know how on the show, she always talks about her products and it's a company called ultimate living, ultimate living.com. I'll put this information on my website. So you know, there's all of these products, there's nutritional supplements, skincare, and this is something, remember, Mama D started this company, I think in 1996, um, 
it, it, it really great. But like DeAndre's actually developed products. Uh, but we do talk a lot about, I mean, not a lot. I mean, a good portion of their products. So it's a good mix of kind of Dallas stuff of me freaking out, like being able to talk to DeAndre and actual stuff about her products. So uh, I would say go check out the website. I actually checked out the website and I know I'm a dude. So like, but I actually saw stuff on there that I kind of dug. So I know that there's something for everybody. But I also thought it was really cool since we do hear about the business so much on the actual show that it was great to um, to learn a little bit more about it because you're like, oh, this is actually real and not just a plot device on a show. This is like what she does. And you can tell she is extremely passionate about it. And uh, so anyways, here is my interview with the one, the only Queen of Dallas, Deandra Simmons. I don't need your approval. I need you to get out of my way. If you take a shot at me, it better be tequila. I can save your life, but not your reputation. Take it from me, a sinner is just a saint who keeps on trying. Dallas girls are sugar and spice, but I'm still working on nice. I love to be pampered, but I'm nobody's pet. You guys, if you are listening, you know how much I love my next guest. You know how much I love this season in particular. So you are going to be blown away with your ears in one second because we have none other than my favorite Real Housewives of Dallas cast member. Uh, I just want to give a little background on her because she is much more than just what we see on the show. Uh, we talk about the products uh, she, uh, she, the company she actually has. She talks about it on the show, but I want to talk about it a little bit more today. Uh, her company is Ultimate Living, and of course, uh, the famous Mama D started this, but uh, she has continued on this legacy uh, to great success. But anyways, I just got to talk to her. I'm so excited right now. Deandra Simmons, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ryan. How are you today? I am just, I'm amazed. I'm, well, you've made my week. You've made my day. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm so happy to talk to you. You don't have high expectations then. <laughs> I don't know. I have the highest. Okay. First, I'm just going to, I'm going to nerd out on you really quickly. How dare, how dare any of those ladies make fun of Captain Brandy? Because Captain Brandy is the most iconic imagery that we've had on the show in five seasons. I actually thought it was really cool and really funny. And I've had a lot of people like you, Ryan, that have said that they really enjoyed it. But nobody in my, in my cast liked it. I don't know. I mean, I guess I have a quirky sense of humor. I will admit that. Yes, but quirky sense of humor is what like every Bravo lover, like we all have those quirky senses of humor that you have. And that's why I think you really are a fan favorite. Do you even... Do you even mess around with like reading like Twitter or Instagram? Do you even have, do you even like focus on that when the season is airing at all? So I do tweet during the show. So we are, um, you know, tweet like during the show on Tuesday nights when it airs. And then I do go on a few times, yeah. but sometimes it gets very uh, soul sucking. Let me put it that way. So <laughs> I, I tend not to go on too much, but I kind of had a little bit of a fit this weekend where I saw something I didn't like and I reacted to somebody who probably, you know, has like two followers, but I got really upset with what they said about me. So. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. Like that is, it just sticks with me. If I ever get a bad review, if I ever get anything, yes. so I can't imagine what it's like at your level. You've been doing this show for five seasons. Why did you even, what, what made you get started? Was it like a, a way to actually kind of promote the business to promote you? What get, got you started in this show? 
So actually I've been doing it. This is my fourth season and it's been five total. And I was asked, I was asked to start the show in season one. And at that time I was chairing the UNICEF gala, the Salvation Army luncheon and all these things. And it just wasn't something that I could just throw on a charity. Oh, by the way, I'm going to be a real housewife. So I decided on the second season to join because I did feel like it was a way to promote brand awareness And since my father passed away in 2013, my mother wasn't paying as much of attention to the company as she should have. And she also wasn't allowing me to see the things that I needed to see to make the right decisions. So I thought, well, I've got to like kind of revive this business, re-energize it. And so Real Housewives is the way to do it. And so I just used it as a platform, to be honest. But you use it as a platform, but you are one of the perfect reality show characters because of your sense of humor. I mean, you you, you know, you have like the beauty, you have the lifestyle. Uh, I was the only thing I will say, the, the shaman has gotten involved this season. Uh, are we concerned at all that he was blowing directly into your nose? I mean, are we concerned at all about that? Well, he was blowing sacred tobacco, Amazonian <laughs> blessed tobacco by a shaman in the Amazon. So yes, he was actually blowing up my nose, but um, he wasn't sucking a booger out, which is what so many people have asked me. And I'm like, no, well, you mean, don't not think- even ENT does that. I don't think, I don't know. <laughs> maybe that. Maybe that's your third year when you get into the shamanistic practices. But um, uh, are you, all, you sound amazing. I know you were just in the hospital with COVID over the holidays. My entire family, including myself, got COVID over the holidays and it really was the worst month of all of our lives. How are you sound amazing? You look amazing. So I'm assuming you're amazing. It's I'm actually doing well. And I'm sorry that your family had to deal with that too. It was kind of like 2020 sucked enough, but let's just do a big kick in the ass on the way out. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it really did say like, we're going to, we're going to start 2020 on one off you just as horrible as 2020, you know, <laughs> but I am doing better. It would, it took me. So I was in the hospital in December 27th and that was a, almost a week, about five, six days. And so it's taken me until about a week or two ago to not be tired, but I'm still having to sleep nine hours a night, literally, which is not yeah. like me. You know, I'm tired a lot still, but not the tired level I was the first three, four weeks. And I'm feeling much better. I don't know, you know, long-term, they really don't know what it, this illness does because it's it's a new thing. So I will see, I unfortunately have um, some compromised immune uh, yeah. problems with my lungs. And of course the women have highlighted my illnesses this year on the show, which has really upset me too, because the one thing, Ryan, because as I grew up and I haven't talked about this that much, but when I was born, I was born kind of as a sickly child. I had anemia, I had asthma, and I was in the hospital from the time I was born until I was 12, almost every weekend, so or every week, because I couldn't breathe. And back then, they didn't have any asthma treatments, and I took that. Do you remember that pink pink medicine that the little babies took all the time? Yeah, 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 yeah. yes, yes. I had that for two years from the time I was born until almost two years, 18 months. They took out my tonsils, and they had never done that before. It was like a the doctor didn't even know what he was doing, basically. But And I still had the breathing, so that that had that kind of created a whole lifetime of issues that I have kind of struggled with and dealt with and, and overcome. But to highlight that, it really upsets me because I don't like to talk about those kind of things. You know, that, I want to talk what, about what I've done and not what yes. I, 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 well, you know. I think it leads in perfectly with what you've done, but I will say it is very frustrating. And I was wondering what your reaction was when hearing all of your castmates kind of make it a punchline about your like hypochondria. And then it turns out you were right to worry. You were right to be as careful as you you were. Uh, I, I got to imagine that's a little upsetting to watch back. 
it hurt my feelings because they don't know. I never told them about my childhood uh, issues because I don't like to talk about it. But now, obviously, I'm going to have to <laughs> because people yeah. have to understand. And I also, the main thing that really bothered me this year is I'm a very generous person and I think about others and I'm the only cast member that every year sends a Christmas gift, whether I like the person or not. <laughs> I always write thank you notes. I do all the kind of write things that that friends should do. Yeah. Now, may, one falter is that maybe I don't call every week on the phone and spend long times on the conver- on conversations because I just have to manage my time. And, you know, finding out about your new Balenciaga bag is really not of much concern <laughs> to me. So, I just, you know, I'm glad that you got one, but I don't need to spend an hour talking about it. So it's... <laughs> Those are the kind of, those questions, I mean, those kind of conversations to me are like, okay, do I want to spend an hour talking about this or doing something, you know, that's more fruitful? And so I don't, I don't think I'm a selfish person because I've, I'm a friend in a different way, but my best friends who I've been best friends with since I was 12, by the way, just show up at my house. One of my best friends, her son is having a metal, medical issue today. So I you know, contacted her last night. I went over, you know, this is what you should probably do. This morning I contacted her. I'm waiting to hear back from her. I'm a good friend when you need me to be a good friend. But if it's to talk about mundane kind of things that aren't important, when I have a lot of other things I think are yeah. more important in my life, priorities, priorities. Well, I mean, is, you know, your health as a child and stuff like that, does that actually even make you more passionate? Like I was on your website, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you have LKB support, which is designed yes. to promote your body's natural ability to filter, detoxify, drain. That's a new product elements. that I just came up with, by the yeah, way, Ryan. Like, I mean, is this something that kind of like your whole, like, is this your life's kind of work since you were maybe sickly as a child, this kind of feeds into that a little bit? So I started taking weird potions, let's just put it that way, when I was in my probably 16, 18. My mother became ill with cancer when I was 18. And then we kind of flew all over the the world studying with naturopaths and um, macrobiotic people. And we did stem cell therapy. We went to Mexico, did Laetrile, all kinds of different treatments for detoxifying and, and healing the body. And I just did it with my mom. And then I started to think about, you know, how could this affect my life? Because I'm the only woman in my family that hasn't had cancer. But I also had the other issues. And I wish I would have known about alternatives and complementary medicine instead of doing all the allopathic treatments you know, when I was younger. So um, it, it, that's why I kind of got passionate when my mother was ill, but also I had my own story and why not continue it? And the liver, kidney, bladder, LKB is a product I developed during COVID. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because all these people were getting COVID and I thought, you know what, they're going to need something after they get through this to keep their liver, kidney and bladders, their filter system yeah. healthy and rejuvenated. And so why not make this product? And I actually went to a naturopath that it worked on me with the frequency of the herbs inside so that they were at the highest frequency. So that's a difference in our products that I check the frequency every time I make a product. See, this is what I love is that the show talks about your company and your career, but it doesn't really kind of go into actually what it is. And that's what I think when I was looking around at your website, I was like, this is a whole thing. I mean, it's like you have skincare, you have yes. the, the product you just designed. I'm sure there's like products you even have in the hopper for years down the road, but it seems like you are working your ass off for all of this stuff. And it's it's just interesting that in the show you uh you know you have the you and Carrie storyline with going around yes. and I know now you can't go to the uh what do they call trade shows or things like that. And that's so- very difficult because I actually was the keynote speaker at the Women's Expo this year or that 2020. I had to cancel all of that. Think about what a boot.
boost that would have been for my business. Yeah. There's like, I think they told me there was like 50,000 or more people that come to that. It would have been great. I was so excited. And I actually had offered Carrie a space in my booth just as a friend because I wanted her to promote her business. And I said, we can put a picture of ourselves here and you can have your booth here inside my booth. And I'm going to be the keynote speaker and I'll tell people to come check out your products too, because that's the kind of friend I am. And Trust me, I'm not a selfish friend at all. So, no, no, I mean, you so don't. I'm happy. If there's enough to go around for everyone. I've always felt that way. Just because I have a skincare line doesn't mean that I, I'm not competing with somebody else. I'm only doing the best I can, making the best products I can. If you like mine, great. If you like somebody else's, great too. But I'm not going to talk bad about another brand because there's no, not everything works for everybody. So I, I always think I mean, that the universe works it out. <laughs> it's also it's also just completely different, like necklaces, you know, your products. Yes. Uh, so for the weird thing to make it a competition is just so weird to me. Uh, but I think what I loved, uh, and you, I would, I, I have to mention Mama D. I mean, she's an iconic character. I know she is your mom, but she is so iconic. I was so frustrated last year at some of the conversations she was having mm. directly to your face. Would you ever cut camera and be like, why did you, why were you that tough on me? But I was then this so happy that the first episode of this season, she was like fully on board. She was like, you're rocking it. I'm proud of you. You guys did like a two person talking head that like made me smile. Like, but do you sometimes get frustrated with her in previous seasons? Definitely. I've always been, and I've still, you'll see, you know, there's a lot of bags to unpack and layers to unpeel with that relationship. And you're going to see more of that. Um, unfortunately, I do not stay the golden child with my mother for the rest of the year, rest what? of the season. No way. I do not believe <laughs> Something that. happened. I'm doing it on a, you know, TV show on reality TV in front of a camera and you can't, there's no going back, but there is reviewing it and saying, you know, I made a huge mistake and I'm sorry. And how can I do better next time? And my mother and I fight. That's just the way it is. We've always been that way. She raised a daughter that's a firecracker just like her. I mean, so but that's like, why you're an iconic duo on the show. You created that, a monster, yeah. mommy. But I love, I love that. But I just love when she praises you because mm. sometimes I feel like, oh my gosh, I hate when she's hard on you. But I was, I was watching the Super Bowl this weekend. I'm not really in that sports. And I was like thinking how the housewives are my sports. And so watching, especially mm. last Last week's episode, you were at that, uh, you had set up the thing for Brandy's party and, you know, Carrie started getting into it with you. And I'm sitting here screaming at the screen going like, she did, she set this up. Why are you giving her a hard time? Um, do you get a lot of fan reactions like that of just like very passionate, almost sports-like fandom? Everything is like that. And that was what I think surprised me the most when I started on um, the housewife show was that these fans are rabid and it is like sports fans <clears throat> and they're so um, invested in the different people on the show and they're invested in what we're doing and they have really big opinions about it. And if you do something they don't like, they're going to tell you about it. And it just, <laughs> it, sometimes it's good. And sometimes I'm like, wow, that's constructive criticism. That's great. And sometimes it's just meanness trolling on the internet and you can't prevent that, but you got to be able to weed through and see what people are real accounts and have real concerns and are giving you good criticism. And, you know, if it's somebody that has two followers and a bot, then don't really worry if they say, you know, you're an ugly hag, who cares? You know? <laughs> well, I'm, and, and I think we're all big, we're all big supporters of uh, drunk, drunken shopping like you did last week. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I think, I think drunken online shopping is what we've been doing for the last year, which by the way, baddies, oh, listen, I have to go drink some and go directly to her website and go, go buy some drunken products because I actually think these are amazing products. Um, 
do you have like a five-year plan for this company at this point? Do you already see that future? So right now, because of COVID, so we yeah. had a plan last year that unfortunately I couldn't execute. So now we're kind of starting over again. Um, I'm actually getting a lot of interest from spas, which I didn't really go that direction before, but now I'm going to, it's just the only reason I hadn't, because you have to go into back bar, which is making the products for behind for them to use in the treatment rooms. And that's a whole nother, you know, off the line situation. So when we, with regards to filling. So I'm going to go into some spas. I'm going into some boutiques whenever I can get back on the trunk show circuit. Of course, I will definitely do that again, because every time I do the meet and greets, I get people that come up to me. I'm not kidding you, Ryan. People have come to me crying. You changed my life. My skin yeah. is clear. Now my husband said my skin is clear. And I said, would you write me a testimony? And they do. And they just, I love your products. I'm so committed. And it just inspires me so much more. But as far as that, what I plan on this year is to execute. We have, um, a contract with a company in, I think it's Slovenia, believe it or not. And they are going to take all of our product line to sell to the EU. They have to do all the licensing and they have to get all the regulations and all the products approved. So that's where my big spend is coming. So in my, it's funny because whenever I, you know, make a check from this show, it goes into, okay, I'm going to spend that money for the product um, approval and for the testing of the product. So I'm very grateful to have Bravo because the extra money will go into my company to make products or to do research or something like that. I don't just, you know, shop and things like that, even though that's been mentioned. I mean, that's not what I do with my money. And if I I was a girl or a guy going on your website for the first time, where would I, I mean, what would you recommend? Like, how would you recommend, like, say I do want to look at like my skin or my health, where where do you recommend them go first? So my two bestsellers, so I have two lines. I have Hard Night, Good Morning, which I'm sure you love that name, Hard Night, Good Morning. (laughs) The story of my life, geez, ow. So if you're a guy, you would have the detox toner and the, um, the exfoliating cleanser, my husband's two favorite things. If you're a girl, you would probably try the eye cream in the L22, which we launched on the show a couple of years ago. The L22 is your one-stop shop to anti-aging. And then I have a new hydrating cream cleanser. um, And I've got two great moisturizers. It just depends on your skin. If you have anti-inflammatories for people that have, um, that are younger, that have maybe problem skin and the age defying is older, more mature skin. So, and then if you go to ultimate living, you have to hands down before you leave the shopping cart and before you press go, which spend the money, which I want you to do, <laughs> you have to buy the Green Miracle because that's our flagship product. And that is the product that my mother developed when she had cancer. She was the first woman, as far as I know, to create a green food product. And so that's been for 25 years. I reformulated it to taste better because when we made it originally, it tasted like lawn. I mean, you know, we didn't we didn't care because we were just trying to help people live a healthier life and prevent disease. And we were looking to complementary medicine and alternative medicine was, wasn't really that popular in the United States back then, but now it's taken over and people are interested in it. I mean, the company was started in 1996. I mean, like yes. that's, I mean, this has been going a while and I love that you were keeping this mantle up and then just expanding on that. And you mentioned actually your husband, your husband is dope. I love, I mean, he's mm-hmm. like, he's just seems like a really good guy. I don't know if that's the correct way to, to clean uh, the grates, but uh, I'm glad that he's getting up on a ladder and doing that for you. Uh, He's a solid foundation guy. Um, He's no nonsense, no pretense. Um, What you see is what you get. He's funny as heck. Yeah, he really is. The stuff you see on the show is exactly him. It's not anybody telling him to do anything. I mean, he does that to me. He pranks me all the time. So when you saw him rolling out of the car, he was doing that to me. I didn't even think about, was anybody watching that or were we still, you know, I didn't know that we're even still 
still filming that. It was so funny. He would have done that to me. He does stuff like that to me all the time, but we have a blast. And during COVID, when so many couples were, you know, drifting apart, we were coming closer together because we enjoy spending time together. We all summer long, we're at our pool. We're having fun. We're, you know, we can entertain ourselves. We, I mean, we just enjoy being together. And my husband's a decorated veteran. He has a bronze star for saving someone's life. He's a seven time military photographer of the year retired from the air force. He does work that has been questions. People question that all the time, whether or not people love to question things like that. People love to think. Yeah. Okay. Well, he served our country for almost 22 years and yes, he gets a retirement pay from that number one. And he also is a photojournalist and he works. um, He's on contract with several charities like Mercury one for which Glenn Beck started. He's on that contract because they're based here in Dallas. So he does a lot of the work for them. And he also works with a lot of different corporations. Um, He has a podcast called last letters now. That's amazing. It's if you were going to pass away tomorrow, what would your last letter be? And who would you write it to? Oh my God. And it is very impactful, Ryan. You will enjoy it. I mean, in fact, there's a couple of people that we've asked to do it. And they just said, we've listened to three or four episodes and we just don't know. Oh my God, this is something. It's not like I just go on and sit down and start talking. You have to write a letter who it's going to be to. And it really is something you got to think about. And we can find that now. It's called Last Letters. It's already out. Go on Spotify, go on Apple. It's called Last Letters. And it's also on Instagram so you can find it, but it's amazing. And also, we all thought it was very brave of you to actually write the letter that you wrote a couple of weeks ago. I thought that was an amazing thing, and I'm interested to see how that play, plays out this season. Also, I loved last season, you and your husband did that cooking thing during Leanne's wedding, which I thought was the cutest thing where you guys actually like did a cooking competition. And like, we that's love what... to cook. We love to cook. Um, you will see a little bit more. You know, I try to cook as much as I can at home. Actually, that's what we do. I cook most nights if I'm home, and um, we enjoy time in the kitchen. I would love to kind of expand Deandra Simmons into more food related kind of businesses and cooking and things. It's just, there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah, no, 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 totally. Uh, (laughs) um, As we start wrapping up, uh, I always imagine if the Beatles were around today, they would be on some kind of text thread, like talking about like each thing. Are you on like some kind of text thread with the entire cast of Real Housewives of Dallas? Do you go back and forth of like, that was a low blow last night? Or that was like, how do you guys communicate? So we have a few different text threads about different things. Mostly our text threads revolve around it's so-and-so's birthday and then that person's left off, you know, (laughs) or, or, you know, this person is having a a momentous occasion in their life, which somebody has, and I'm not going to talk about it. And so that's kind of this week's (laughs) thing. And, or, you know, that, or we're going to get together. I mean, it just depends. I think during the season, we probably are on those threads a little bit more and then, you know, during the airing, it becomes a little bit more um, divisive, I guess. And yeah, so like sometimes the, it's like people the drop game. off. Yeah. I usually drop off pretty much by the middle of the season for sure. <laughs> no, and, I mean, and just, I, I, but just, I just. Want it is to like be- the Hunger Games. I mean, the Housewives <laughs> yes. Hunger Games would be a fabulous show. <laughs> but see, that's why you need that Captain Brandy image of like the Hunger Games of you just holding Captain Brandy on a stick into the air like that you one know, scene. Tiffany and I need to be in the control room, like calling all the shots. Like, oh my God. Know, she's Tiff- a brilliant brain and uh, executing. And <laughs> Tiff- I mean, Tiffany, I know that's your friend. Tiffany is killing it. Tiffany yes. is just so, you, you know, you, you said it perfectly, just how well-educated, how well-spoken you're not going to win some kind of humor battle with her online. Like on Twitter, she just destroys. It's like really like kind of really fun to watch her come into her own. Um, so, I mean, that just, but just so you know, as we close up, um, uh, you really are one of the fan favorites this season. So like you and Tiffany, you are really the things that we all root for right now. So I hope you feel that love coming at you and you guys, I really hope you check out 
out. Uh, I'm going to put all the information in the show notes. I really want you to go check this stuff out. Um, Do it for the show. Do it for her because it's good. Um, But I couldn't thank you enough for doing this because it really is just a real honor to speak with you. Is there anything else that we need to know coming up uh, to support you on or support you with? No, I'm just, I really appreciate your time, Ryan. And I thank you for talking about my brands because it's so important to me. And um, it's just, it's my love. My businesses are my love. Of course, my husband's my love too. And I'm very excited (laughs) to continue this journey this year and have people see what happens. Uh, Go support Ultimate Living, uh, Hard Night, Good Morning, LKB Support. All that information will be on the website. Deandra Simmons, thank you so much for being you. This Thank you, Ryan. Joy. Thank Deandra Simmons, ladies and gentlemen. She what? She just really is a delight. She really is a delight. Uh, really go check out Ultimate Living, though. Um, I would say buy it for yourself for Valentine's Day. I, I But you know what? It might not get there in time. So buy it for yourself for like a little early March gift, you know, like let's have that be like a, a March madness gift. Is that a thing? I think let's make it a thing. Uh, but wasn't she fun? I was so excited. I was so happy. I really was. It was, I really, and I gotta, I just can't, I can't gush enough. I, I hope that doesn't make me come off too kiss assy, but I just really love her on the show. So I'm so excited to see the rest of the season with her. Uh, in fact, and then I was so nervous that I forgot to ask her to do the captain Brandy voice. So this is after we stopped talking, listen to this. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And that was thank amazing. You. Amazing. Uh, oh, I forgot to make you do the Captain Brandy voice, but next time. So, <laughs> okay, next time I'll do it. I got to work on it. Remember, guys, she does the Captain Brandy voice like, Hi, I'm Captain Brandy. <laughs> I love Ventrilo. Okay. Anyways, Deandra Simmons, thank you so much. Just a true. Tr- and uh, thank you once again to Bravo and to Kelly, her publicist, that uh, thank you guys. I don't know if you listen, but thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, you know who else are gems? Bill and Becky Bailey, my parents. They have been married 50 years, as you know. Uh, I decided for Valentine's Day we needed to celebrate the occasion to recognize that there is a day of love. And what better way than to talk to Bill and Becky Bailey, people that have supposedly been in love for 50 years, 50 plus actually, if you include uh, the time that they weren't married. And uh, I had, I wanted to play, there was a game called The Match Game. Uh, my uh, friend Maritza suggested it, and I thought it was a great idea. So it's pretty much a game show where I ask them questions about each other, and then we see if they got it right or not, you know? So here is Bill and Becky. This is actually hysterical. I, I thought this was hysterical. I think you guys are going to love it. Uh, Bill and Vicky Bailey with The Match Game. Coming to you from a tiny apartment in West Hollywood, California. The Match Game. Today's guests, Bill and Becky Bailey, hosted by none other than the king of podcasting, bad boy Ryan Bailey. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That's very kind. No, please sit down. No, okay. You're embarrassing yourselves. Please. Oh, no, no. Stand back up. <laughs> thank you so much. Guys, we. Have an amazing show. Our two guests today, Bill and Becky Bailey, they are residing in Gilbert, Arizona. Uh, Of course, due to COVID rules, we are doing this over Skype because we are safe here at the match game. Uh, So let's introduce our contestants, Bill and Becky Bailey. Hello. Hello. What happened? I don't know. We were saying hello, hello, hello. And then I tried (laughs) to figure out how to call you. (laughs) Jeez, you screwed it up already. Mom didn't want to talk to you. I had to talk her into it. I felt, yeah, I felt like that's what was happening. Uh, how are you guys doing? 
Well, we were um, trying to answer your questions, and we got into a big argument, and it's been a rough afternoon. <laughs> Wait, what was the what was the argument? I was just joking. Oh, okay. You <laughs> oh, wait. So wait, actually, before we get into the questions, so we're going to play the match game with you guys for Valentine's yeah. Day. But uh, there's big news. Dad got his uh, first vaccination shot today. I did. How yeah. was it? I mean, do you do you feel weird? What's going on? Well, I did for a while. I got it. It was really, you know, I got it through the VA. So I went to the clinic and it's drive through. You know, so you get there and they get, they give you first of all they give you a sheet with a lot of the reactions you may have, blah 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 blah, and they give you your card, you know, that you got to carry with you and everything that you got your vaccine, and then they come and they give you the shot. And then I had to drive to around the corner there and wait for fifteen minutes. <laughs> but uh, but then I got home and well, my left arm where I got the shot was sore a little bit. But actually, I kind of had a headache, and I had kind of an upset, an upset stomach. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to kind of like the flu vaccine, kind of give you a little bit of a, a flu, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So, but then I'm fine now, and everything. I'm drinking my Jameson, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, well, you got you got your medicine, so yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah. Wanna, yeah. <laughs> it did. It wait, did what? It didn't last long, the reaction, and he immediately, like five minutes after he said he was nauseous, he goes, I'm hungry. <laughs> did you, uh, did they wonder why you were naked when you pulled up? I, I just thought that's what you were supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, you thought you were ahead of the game. Uh, that's why they asked him to stay in the car. <laughs> did, wait, now, uh, have good. you, have you talked to the kids this week? Did they make Valentine's Day cards for their, uh, their, their school classmates? They do candy now. I took Addison to school yes, well, the other day, Tuesday, Donut Tuesday. So then I took her to school, and she had to take – what they had to do, she had balloons, and she had, they do candy now. They don't do cards. And But they, she had to take stuff in three days early so it could be quarantined before the party Friday. Oh, weird. Yeah, so she had balloons, and then she had candy that they bought, and you know, Valentine's candy. And then um, she had her Valentine box that they put the candy in. But they, she had to bring it in. The party is tomorrow, uh, Friday, but she had to bring it in today's Wednesday. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Now, did she have uh, did she have a crush yet or anything? No, I asked. It's funny you mentioned that. I asked her that yesterday on the way to school, and she did. Ugh. Yeah, it's a, it's sad. She's just probably it's probably me, and she's just afraid to admit it. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> Um, okay, so wait a minute. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've given her an example because you know she's a sixth grade, and I said, Well, you know, when I was in sixth grade, that's when I really started getting attracted to girls. (laughs) I said, I said, I I gave a box of Valentine candy to a girl in the sixth grade, and she goes, (laughs) Remember when you were holding hands with Lisa and walked past the oh, Lisa uh, O'Connor, yeah. Walked past the office where I was secretary, you know, at the school. I worked at the school. Well, I don't know if dad ever knows that I got in trouble. Uh, I don't know if you remember this. I got in trouble because you, mom, you told me that Lisa was on her period for the first time. And the you only, did? and the only, the only way, the only thing I knew about it was from commercials. So I went up to her and asked her if it was a heavy flow day and oh. she, she started crying. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Then, yeah. But mom, I didn't know. Becky, you told me. Why would you do that? What? I, I have no idea. <laughs> well, because you work with Lisa O'Connor's mom in the secretary. Something like that, you are not supposed to share it. 
Well, I but my, I thought I was being comforted to her. Okay, okay, okay. So we're gonna play. I kind of reminds me of our first date. <laughs> so we're gonna play. We're gonna play the match game. So what I'm gonna do, Mom? I'm gonna have you go in the other room. Dad's gonna stay on with me, and he's gonna answer questions, and um, and for the audience, and then I'm gonna bring you in, and Dad's gonna be in here with me, and you're going to answer the same questions I ask, and then I'll be able to tell who got it right or wrong. And if you got it wrong, you have to leave the house immediately. Oh, good. If whoever loses. I don't have to cook tomorrow? Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. Uh, Okay, Mom, so you you go in the other room and don't don't listen. Don't listen in. Oh, wait a minute. I want my phone. Wait a minute. She's got to have her phone. You got your wine, Mom? I've got my wine. Now I need my phone. I gotta be entertained. You're not entertaining me. Oh, wow, I'll wait for later. <laughs> well, not so, with that vaccine. You can blame it on that tonight. He's got a sore arm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, you out of here? Okay, well, do it. I never thought she'd leave. Yeah, okay. so what, yeah, what's really going on, Dad? Welcome, what's up over there? My, yeah. Welcome to my world. <laughs> okay, so uh, okay, so I'm going to do the okay. So I'll do it professionally. Uh, welcome to the match game. We've got our first contestant, Bill Bailey. He's originally from Columbus, Ohio. He just got his first vaccination shot. He fought for us in Vietnam, and he's married, fifty years with two kids. Ryan and Kara, welcome, Bill Bailey. Bill, how are you today? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much. Doing great. Doing great. Uh, quick question. Uh, we see that you have a mustache. When did you start uh, start wearing the mustache? Jeez. Uh, I was probably in my early 30s. I- any particular reason why? No, I just kind of liked it. I've always kind of liked facial hair, and I can never grow a beard. But I could do a mustache. Perfect. Great. All right. Here we go. Uh, first question is, uh, with your spouse, where did you, uh, wait, sorry, where did you go on your, no, where did you guys meet for the first, where did you meet for the first time? We met at her sister's Kathy, her sister Kathy, your aunt Kathy. Yep. Boyfriend's house. Boyfriend's friend- house. Okay. Uh, what was your first date? And uh, yeah, what, where, no, where did you go on your first date? We went to a movie downtown Columbus, and then we went out to dinner at the Red Ox restaurant. Okay, bonus points if you know the movie. I don't. Oh, <laughs> okay. Where was your first kiss? Uh, it was uh, uh, on our first date. And uh, where was it, though? Oh, it was in the driveway of my house, Grandma's house. Uh, afterwards, we were parking in my driveway, which was a real good place to park. Wait, uh that the driveway with the gravel and stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you wait? So did you make mom walk home? <laughs> no. <laughs> why why were you in the driveway home. and then kissing her there? Did you drive her home there from there? Yeah, we went from, at the restaurant. We went to my house and we went inside. Oh. Dale, Uncle Dale and Uncle Howard were there. And then we went out and, and mom attacked me. <laughs> wait, did Uncle Dale and Uncle Howard give you shit that you had a date? They were actually fighting when we walked in. <laughs> like a real fight or just like a brotherly stupid fight? Oh, no, no. They were wrestling on the floor. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, of course. Uh, who said I love you first? Actually, Mom did. Mom but did. But what was interesting is that I was going to tell her that the same night also. So this was, I mean, was this uh, a big like buildup? Like, was it? Were, were you guys working up to... 
were you guys talking about saying it to each other and then you like no no not at all no we just well you know we were like told you and probably your audience had heard a million times is that i met her i only met her 30 days before i left for the army so we were pretty hot and intense and seeing each other every night and all that kind of stuff and but we just really hit it off, and then she, we were making out at mom's house, at grandma's <laughs> house, and she goes, "I love you." Wait, were you were you making out inside the house or in the driveway again? Inside the house, and and grandma was there. Yeah, she was. In wow. Bed. Wait, did grandma ever bust you guys making out or anything? Well, not mom and I. Well, who? Another friend, another girlfriend I dated in high school. She busted us. No, but did but grandma Davis never busted you guys? Oh, no. Mom's mom. No, Grandma Davis didn't really care for me that much. Yeah, no, no I remember. Um, yeah. Wait, so wait, if you uh, if if you didn't have to go to Vietnam, do you think you would have said "I love you" back? I, I told her I loved you back. I told no, her no, I, I know you told her you loved her back, but you said that because you know it was hot and heavy because you had thirty days before you went to Vietnam. Right, if you yeah. didn't have Vietnam, would you maybe have said, "You know what? I'm going to wait and see if I re- what no, I no, really no. do." I like I, I mentioned before. I said I, I really. Kind of fell in love with her first time I saw her. Uh, okay, great. That's a good answer. Um, what is uh, what is your spouse's pet name for you? Well, the only thing I can think of is really she calls me honey a lot. Okay, that's good. Um, or uh, stud. St- you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, but did, uh, Big Dick Daddy, does that sound familiar at all? <laughs> no, okay. Uh, who so is- you saw that picture, huh? I did, yes. <laughs> who is your spouse's celebrity crush? Oh, got Rod Stewart. Okay. Um, now, what is your spouse's worst habit? Wow. <laughs> we have plenty of time, so feel free I'm to get into I'm going to be PC this. on this one, but uh, uh, I would say she gets angry very easily. And I think it's just a, a thing of the times and everything, but she seems to get angry easily. Not so much at me, just at every little thing. Like but you think that's a pan? You think that's a pandemic thing, or just as you get? Yeah, older? I think it is just the pandemic, and we haven't been able to travel or really do things. And, but she gets angry very easily and everything. So I, you know, I would say that's it. I was, I would, I was thinking you're going to say the snoring. The, the snoring. She snores very oh, loudly. That was. But see, I'm trying to be PC. Oh, sorry. Wait, wait. Is that is that unPC to say snore? You you can't say snoring well, anymore. Well, but she's going to hear these answers. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oops. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, what is your spouse's favorite meal? Uh, oh, definitely uh, steak filet mignon, twice baked potato, asparagus, and a nice salad. Okay, nice. Um, and what is your spouse's favorite musician? Rod Stewart. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is your spouse's favorite actor or actress? Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she Ma- can't Ma- stand Tom Hanks. Yeah, Mom hates Tom Hanks. But um, I don't. I would. I don't really know. You know, like I, I've talked to you before. I don't. Really, we don't really. Seriously, we don't watch that many movies. You guys watch more so TV really, than you do movies. I'm sorry. You you guys watch more TV than you do movies. Yeah, but not that much either. So I'm not. I, I really don't know. Okay. Well, that'll be fun to to find out. I think out. it's you actually. Yeah, probably. Yeah. What uh, what is your spouse's favorite movie? And you, this is the same thing. You said you're not sure. You, yeah, I'm you guys just not don't sure. watch. Like it's you know, I'm just not really sure and everything. So. Okay. Um, what is your spouse's uh, favorite holiday? Oh, Christmas by far. 
Great. And um, as you know, she really makes it special. She really does. Yeah, no, she definitely does. Uh, th- this year, was, there was a fun fact. She uh, she got all of us COVID. I don't know if you would. Uh, that was very special for all of us. That was, that was real nice. Of her. <laughs> She's yeah. that kind of woman. Yeah. yeah. What uh, What is the weirdest birthday gift your spouse has ever given you? A quart of Haagen Dazs chocolate ice cream. That's the weirdest. Yeah, really. I mean. Usually, again, mom, she's very tasteful and everything, but then that one year she got me ice cream. Wait, is that all she got you? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that was, uh, you know, Well, I mean, 50 I, years, I mean, that's, you know. Yeah, I know. Well, that was a while back, too, and everything. But, but no, I mean, you know, I really thought about that question and everything. And um, the weirdest, I mean, she always gives very tasteful gifts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, uh, what is the, uh, let's see here. If, if money were no object, where would your spouse choose to live together? Uh, on the beach somewhere. Okay. More likely Hawaii or, or the Caribbean, but definitely on the beach. And if your spouse won $5,000, what would they want to spend it on? Travel travel okay and uh bill bailey that was great excellent excellent first round uh i'm gonna have to tag you out you're gonna send mom in and then we'll bring both of you guys in okay be right back okay becky who i gotta tell you guys mom was Whatever, way she's more gotta get dressed uh, <laughs> mom was way more specific with the answers <laughs> here she comes okay <laughs> you have such a big house <laughs> hi ryan becky bailey uh becky bailey uh, hails from columbus ohio she has married for 50 years to bill bailey she has two kids ryan and kara uh she worked at a conference service manager for most of her life becky how are you today i'm just doing great how about you <laughs> what are you are you on your second glass of wine becky yes i am as a matter of fact but i I just started the second one, okay. so what, what, I have a bit to go. Are, are we drinking the uh, Menage a Trois Red? The you cap- got it. You got the table? Uh, we're opening the good stuff for Valentine's Day. Okay, well, I'm going to ask your you... Your favorite holiday. Exactly. I'm going to ask you a couple questions about your spouse to see how well you know your spouse. Um, uh, where did you guys first meet? At Ralph's house who was, my sister was dating Ralph at the time, and he had just had a car accident, and I went and met, met and I went there with her uh, to see that she drove safely, and in comes your dad, who had just got his draft notice. Yep, yep, okay, that's good, okay, well, not the draft notice, but that is a good answer. Where did you go on your first date? Dinner and a movie, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. You remember the movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That's and and, right. and who, do you remember and who chose the movie? The waitress spilled a glass of milk on my new suit. Yes, we wore suits. Back wait, in the- wait, 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 wait! Not why did you order a glass of milk? I, that's what I was say. And at the, I was drinking milk at the time. It was before I drank wine or any type of alcohol. Actually, so milk was like and, cutting loose for you. It was like have a glass of milk to cut loose. And well, it was a good thing it was milk because if it had stained my suit, maybe you wouldn't be here today. Wait, what is that? Wait, what are you saying? Wait, what? I said if she had spilled wine on it and we had had a, oh, had a you would experience say you... because I couldn't get the wine out of my new suit, it'd be like, yeah, oh, no. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so uh, who, who chose the movie? Do you remember? You or dad? Dad. Okay, where was your first kiss? 
And I think it was after our first date. But But where was your first kiss? Oh, where? In a car. No, but where? Where was the car parked? Outside my parents' house. Outside your parents' house. Okay. One sec. Boy, you're getting technical. You're getting tough. It's a game show, Mom. We've been married 50 years. This is, you know. Love is timeless, Mom. Um, Okay. Who said I love you first? He did. He did. Okay. Um, what is your spouse's pet name for you? It's funny because he doesn't call me any pet name. He just calls me Becky. Or if he's talking to the kids, if we're talking to, to, to you guys, he says, mom, your mom. Yeah. He's talking to the grandkids. He refers to me as Nana. But in personally in the house, he just says Becky. Now, is it too late uh, 50 years into a marriage to start a pet name? And 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 no. would you and do you have a favorite? Is there a pet name that you thought about for yourself that you would like to be called? You could just say, "Hey, honey." <laughs> okay, hey, honey, got it. Okay, Easy. who who is your spouse's celebrity crush? You know, he really honors Bart Simpson, as you probably know. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, okay, um, what is your spouse's worst habit? You know, I, I, I thought I, I've been thinking about this and, thinking, and it's really not a bad habit. It's more of a pet peeve that I have. But he leaves his shoes everywhere out on the back. He's got a stack of them on the back patio. He's got a stack of them in the garage. He's got a stack of them in the back door. And, of course, the big stack in his closet. So, yeah, shoes. Okay, so he has too, too many shoes and he stacks them everywhere. He doesn't have too many, but he just leaves them everywhere. I, I'm sure I have more shoes than him, but he just leaves them everywhere. Okay. He, I guess he wants them close by in case he runs out the back door or runs somewhere. Gotcha. Okay, okay. What is your spouse's favorite meal? Fried steak and mashed potatoes. Nice. Okay. What is your spouse's favorite musician? The Eag- Well, it's a group, actually, the Eagles. Got it. Perfect. Uh, what is your spouse's favorite actor or actress? You know, he, he never really has, that I've noticed, ever specified one, but I just know the one he doesn't like is he won't watch a Julia Roberts movie. <laughs> I thought you were the one that hated Julia Roberts, Mom. No, no, no. You hate no. Tom Hanks. So, so it's weird. Between the two, you guys hate two of the most popular all-American actors of all time. Isn't that a shame? It's weird. It is weird. What is your spouse's favorite movie? Sound of Music. Great. What is your spouse's favorite holiday? Christmas, I think. What is the weirdest birthday gift your spouse has ever given you? You know, he always buys me really thoughtful gifts. You know, sometimes something doesn't fit or it's an odd color or something. So the only thing... A gift, but it was a Valentine's gift. He had hired a, he was out of town, thank goodness, a singing ba- bandit Valentine Graham that he sent me, had the, them come to the school where I worked as the school secretary. And here comes the guy dressed as a bandit. Wait, at, at, Scar- at Scarborough Elementary? The yes. elementary school? And he gets down on his knee and starts serenading me in the office and all the students and the the teachers and the nurse there in the office. Everybody's out there and I'm thoroughly embarrassed. That's awesome. I love that. Um, uh, If if money were no object, where would your spouse choose to live together? I think Europe. But I'm not specific in that. I'm thinking Italy or Barcelona, but 
Italy or Barcelona. Okay. If your spouse won $5,000, what would they want to spend it on? Do not say that, marijuana, mom. That'd be da- He really a, wouldn't want to spend that, it on that. Yeah, he's your spouse. I think I could coerce him to spend it on travel. Travel. Okay, perfect. Okay, so what we're going to do in this next part, we're going to bring back dad in, and then we're going. I'm going to ask, uh, you know, like, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'll ask you, you know, mom, what is your favorite movie? And then I'll say what dad said. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, he's asking me. Yes. Come on in now. Yes, I do get it. Okay. You're, you know, you're making this tough on us. This could could end our 50 year relationship. I know. I just, I I started, I started, I started worrying about that after I got some of the answers. Um, Okay. Welcome back to the match game. This is our uh, final where we find out who wins. Uh, I'll I'll be running the show here. I'll ask specific questions if I need them. Um, uh, Our first question was, where did you guys meet? Um, And you guys both got that correctly at Ralph's house. Uh, Aunt Kathy, your sister, rest in peace. She, you know, you guys were there. Ralph is her ex-husband. So you guys met there. Um, Our next question was where, uh, you know, where did you go on your first date? Um, You guys both got this right. But dad, mom took the lead in that she knew the specific movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. No, no, that was when I was home on leave. Oh, I had no. <laughs> you blew it. No, no, the no, match game. Was, I think when I was home on leave. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I thought it was that. No. <laughs> okay, well, Dad, let me ask you this: uh, On this date, did she spill milk on herself? Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you that she had a really nice, like a greenish suit, and yeah, she had a greenish suit on and everything. It was very nice, and she looked great in it and everything. But she okay. spilled. Milk. So mom was right about that, correct? Just wrong about the movie. What's that? I said mom was right about the spilling of the milk, but wrong about the movie. Yes. Damn right. And why? But I mean, you it didn't creep you out at all that she ordered a glass of milk with dinner? I did too. We both were milk drinkers. <laughs> oh, gosh. Imagine the... The gas we, over the we, years. We were young and foolish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is a great question. Uh, I want you guys to say your answer at the uh, the the uh, the one wait, one sec. No, no, no. Sorry. Um, where was your guys's um, when? I'm sorry. When and where was your first kiss? On our first date. Mom said that as well on your first date. Correct, mom. Yeah. I okay. Did. Now answer this at the same time. Who said I love you first? He did. Mom. Oh. Did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, we mom, were... mom, dad said you did. Uh, no. Yeah, we were at grandma's house, mom's, making out on the couch, and you said I love you. No, you did. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> there, here it goes. And so it begins. Damn okay. It. So wait, wait, wait. But dad said he was planning on saying it the same exact night you said it, yeah. mom. He he just thought, he, he, he spit it out before he thought. <laughs> wait, so you're admitting dad said it first? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, is this, was this during Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, mom? Yeah, right. Yeah, no. Okay, so the, the important thing is you guys both said I love you on that night, but it is up in yes. the air who said it first. You guys both are uh, wrong on that if we're to take your answers uh, literally. You're correct. You're right. correct. And you're right. What's that? And you're right. You're saying that correctly. Oh, I thought you said you're Ryan. I was like, yes, and you're Becky. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, this is, what is your spouse's pet name for you? Um, 
Okay. Uh, mom, what is, uh, what do you call dad? What is, what is your. I, I call him a, Hey honey, yeah. babe. Honey, uh, sweet honey. Pea. Yeah. Yep. Now, oh, dad, what is your, what is your spouse's pet name for her mom? Like, what do you call mom? Do you have a, a pet name for her? Oh, you mean Becky? Yeah. You Becky, just, right? Just Becky, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean that's what she said. Okay, you got that right. Okay. Yeah. Um, or Becky or Beck, Uh Mom, who is your uh celebrity crush? Yours. Mark Ruffalo. Oh, really? Whoa! Oh, Mark Ruffalo? That's out of left field. That? That's he's he who, plays the incredible that? Hulk. Who's I Mark, know. Who's Mark Ruffalo? He's in a lot of different movies he's, that I've watched. He plays the Incredible he's Hulk. He's a younger one. Of course, you like the young guys. Well, well dad, he's dad, he's, dad he's, he's like close to 50. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's young guys. Yeah, okay. She's, uh, okay, so mom, uh, dad says, and I I tend to agree with this, I thought your crush was Rod Stewart. Big time. That's a scene. Well, okay. Wait, he's a celebrity. Well, yeah. because there's another question no, no, no. Uh, coming up, and so I, I split them up. Okay. One actor and one a, a singer. Yeah, you lose. <laughs> Dad, what, uh, what, is, uh, what is your celebrity crush? Me? Yeah. Oh. Do, do you have a celebrity crush? <laughs> um, not really. I mean... Okay, well, Mom said your celebrity crush is Bart Simpson. <laughs> okay, right? So, so no, you guys, actually, you guys both. It's Homer. Oh, it's Homer. Homer, yeah. Okay, so you guys both got that one wrong. So you guys are really kind of tied here. Um, okay, Dad, what do you think your worst habit is? My worst habit. Jeez, hmm. uh, I'm. Uh... I don't do things right away. I tend to put things off. Okay. And mom, what is your worst habit? I over-explain things. Hmm. Hmm. Um, okay. So, uh, uh, you know, that's what uh, dad said for you, mom. So you got that. Uh, dad got that right. What and he said? he said you oh. over-explain things. Oh, okay. And, uh, but dad, your, your one is you uh, leave your shoes everywhere. I do. <laughs> What's that? Wait a minute. Wait, are you guys telling secrets? What are you showing me? Um, what I wrote. I don't see it. Oh. I, you just handed oh. me a sheet of paper. <laughs> <laughs> I said, really had to stretch for this one. It's not necessarily a bad habit. It's a pet peeve of mine. But where do I leave? Leave the shoes there. I said, I leave them outside there. <laughs> Guys, this is marriage. 50 years. 50 years, everybody. Give them a round of applause. But they're in the closet where they should be. And et cetera. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> okay. Dad, what is, your, uh, what is your favorite meal? Oh, definitely fried steak, mashed potatoes, and corn. Ding, ding, ding. Mom got that right. Um, yeah. Mom, what's your favorite meal? Ooh, lobster and steak. Ah, uh, you got part of that steak. Yep, yeah, totally got that right. Um, okay, what you didn't get got it half right. <laughs> no, it's good. What is your uh, dad? What's your favorite musician or musical group? Uh, definitely Eagles. Got that right. What uh, what is yours, mom? Rod Stewart. Got that right. You guys are on a roll. I put okay, Rod Stewart in. <laughs> what is your uh, mom? Who is your favorite actor? 
Oh, that was where I should have put Mark Ruffalo in, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> What'd you put in? I, I just answered for you. I didn't answer for you. Oh. Well, oh, but but I, I asked Dad what your favorite actor was. So who is your favorite actor, Mom? Yeah, Mark Ruffalo. That's what Dad put, Mark Ruffalo. All <laughs> he right, did he did. That's great. Yeah. No, no, he did not. He uh, he did not know uh, because he said you guys do not actually watch tons of movies anymore. Correct. Uh, but he said you definitely don't like Tom Hanks. Correct. Now <laughs> that's what. I picked doesn't like Julia Roberts. That's what I was about to ask Dad. What Dad, what is your favorite actor or actress? Um Jeez. I don't really have one. See, that's what it's, mom said as well, but it, that you don't like Julia Roberts, she said. I don't like Julia Roberts. No. <laughs> what's and I said not sure he has one. <laughs> what's your favorite really, what's your favorite movie, Dad? Oh, uh, my favorite geez, there's a couple on everything, but I, I really like Gone with the Wind. It's a wonderful life. Um, the Simpson movie. I know you're forgetting this one because I even know this is one of your favorites. Yeah. Oh, Platoon? <laughs> no, no, no. Edelweiss, Edelweiss. Oh, Edelweiss. That Sound- was all that smoke. I couldn't yes. remember. Yeah, by far, that's my favorite. Sound movie. of Music Jeez. is your favorite, right? Oh, absolutely. And I did just, you see that Christopher so Plummer long. just passed away last week? Yeah, I saw that Christopher Plummer, yeah. 91, 92. Not yet, like, not yet. Yeah, it's really, really full life. That so. was a wonderful. Yeah, in but fact, that... in high school, I got teased in high school because if you go out with Bailey, you're going to go see Sound of Music. Wait, you in high school, you were like the guy that took your friends to go see musicals? Yeah, I took my days to see you know, Sound of Music. Oh, I thought you were like... the other guys. I was like, wow. <laughs> he never took me to see it, so hey. This is interesting, though. I, I took you to see Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah, yeah. More like Titty Titty Bang Bang, am I right? Yeah, yeah sorry. No, that was our second date. <laughs> okay. What, uh, Dad, what is your favorite holiday? Oh, definitely Christmas, yeah. And, Mom, what is your favorite holiday? Christmas. You guys both got that right. And also, yeah. Dad got bonus points. He said, You always make Christmas very special. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. But except for this year when you gave everybody COVID, right? What's that? I said, except for this year, Becky, when you gave everybody COVID, right? Yeah, I know. Ah, that, was, that was Christmas. You usually yeah. get very soft gifts. That wasn't yeah, so that soft. was not it. Um, okay, <laughs> as we wind down, uh, Dad, what is the weirdest birthday gift or gift you have ever gotten from your spouse? I just remember years ago, it was a quart of haagen chocolate ice cream. Years ago. Wait, did I ask that wrong? Oh, wait. Yeah. And right. and mom, what did you say? I said, well, not for birthday, but for Valentine's Day when you ordered me that singing bandit Valentine gram and had it delivered at the school. Oh, see, yeah. I I think I screwed up this question. That I, I didn't sh- know he'd be naked. So. <laughs> it <would embarrass laughs> me thoroughly. So mom, so dad's weirdest you. gift he ever got was a you gave him just a quart of chocolate ice cream on a birthday, mom. Hogan, Hogan. I, I, that that yeah, I don't you, recall. I that. do remember that because I was kind of okay. I mean, I ate. I love Hagen Dazs. Well, know. I mean, when you get as old as you guys, you probably run out of ideas. Later that evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like a booby prize. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, there was. Uh, okay, so as we start wrapping up, if money were no object, where would your uh, where would you want to live, Dad? Oh, definitely with mom on the beach somewhere, probably Hawaii or the Caribbean. 
Okay. Um, uh, Mom thought you would like to live in Europe somewhere. That too, yeah, very much. Like yeah. Barcelona. I was Italy. thinking more of Mom you know, being on the beach. Yeah. Mo- Mom, where would you like to live? Um, Barcelona, Europe, Barcelona. Or Mom, beach. I thought you would want to live in the both, beach. Both around beach areas. Uh-huh. But, okay. You know, and, and now, uh, the final question, you guys, I'm proud to say, uh, both the final question, right? Uh, travel, you both said, if you won $5,000, what you would want to spend it on is travel. So you guys both got that correctly. This actually yep. was really wildly even, I would say there's some really big gaps in your actual memory, but that's like with both of you guys. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that good. You actually can both stay in the house tonight. But you said he was going to spend the money on that, and that's probably where he did spend the money, and that's why we can't. He can't remember on the pot. Yeah. <laughs> you have some. <laughs> um, uh, but you, I my big Valentine's Day memory, and this is why all the people with kids out there, you always got to do Valentine's Day with your kids because I remember we would do fondue dinners on Valentine's yeah, absolutely. Day. Absolutely. We're doing it this year, We're doing too. it this year, too. <laughs> but it wasn't cheese fondue. It was actually like boiling water. We'd boil the meat, yes. right? No, boiling it's oil. It's oil, and you cook your own shrimp and beef. And uh, actually, we're going to have those stuffed clams that we didn't have at uh, Christmas. And uh, and then do the uh, beef fondue and maybe some chocolate yeah, fondue. Yeah, really, that's cool. But, you know, that was like I remember one year you guys were gone. Valentine's Day, we we did the fondue, and then we had a chocolate fondue, and and uh, use your imagination. Oh, 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 oh God! Oh my God! I don't want to hear any of this. It was great. Oh, we had to get the carpet. We had feel, to get the carpet clean. I feel nauseous. Yeah. Well, that's the match game, folks. These two kids are still in love after fifty years. Bill and Becky Bailey, give them a round of applause. Um, yay! Yay! Can I, drink? Can I have a drink of wine now. Yeah. You you've had a drink of wine this whole time, Mom. Um, uh, oh mom, real quick, you know, I got melatonin over the Christmas break when I was there and I've been taking it every night and I have to stop taking it because it has been giving me the most vivid dreams that I've ever had in my, like two, like, it's like kind of like in between vivid dreams and nightmares every night. And I read that it does give you, yes. And you're not supposed to take it more than three months in a row. Does it help you sleep though? It knocks me right out, knocks me right that and the weighted blanket. But, but I, I I have to stop taking it because it's not worth it to have that vivid of dreams. You know, I have some, but I don't think I've ever taken it. No, you shouldn't. Well, I mean, it's kind of like trippy at first, but then it's just too much. And, and you can't take more than, 3%, I forget what, there's a percentage, and, you know, you should take the lowest dose possible, but not more than three months. You mean don't take it every night for three months in a row, or only take it three months and then stop? Just take it every now and then if you really feel like you need it, but don't take it in a continued period more than, three months is, it just wrecks your system, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, Kara... Uh, my sister Kara came to me and told me she was leaving her whole family. And I was like, oh my God, it was like a huge nightmare. We were like camping oh. in the woods. Oh, it was, Yeah, it was like really, I had like, and then uh, Dusty died in one of my dreams. And oh, then, goodness. yeah, right. yeah. And then uh, your dad's penis was working again. And, you know, 
Well, now that that, <laughs> that, that, that that's, that's, no, that's a nightmare for mom. <laughs> no. See, I it, set him up. He hits it over the net, yeah, you guys. Hey, hey, Ryan. Yeah. First, last thing. I know you got to go, but you know, I'm reading that book, The Office. Oh yeah, the the oral history of The Office. Yeah, really good. Very interesting. It really is very kind of like the Simpsons book and everything. But what I have to ask you that all the writers and everything most. Like in The Simpsons, now yeah. in The Office, and all the other ones, they're all Harvard people. Is it a Harvard uh, mafia out there, or what? It, they, I mean, no joke. They're actually it, like because like Conan O'Brien with The Simpsons, yeah. like they all, they all. I mean, they're all brilliant, but they all hire each other. So that's yeah. actually, if you're a writer, that's one of the big benefits of going to an Ivy League college like Yale or Harvard. Oh, and that's absolutely. not even a joke, is because yeah. they all hire their own. You know, because you have the Harvard Lampoon. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have the Yale uh, tasty pudding thing they do every year, but right. they they yeah. it's like a feeder program into a lot of these comedy shows where they'll start them off with writing assistants and stuff. So if you look at any of these writers resumes, usually an Ivy League school is part of their resume, you know? Yeah, I know. I was really because I remember reading the Simpsons book and they were talking about all the Harvard people. And I know Colin O'Brien was Harvard. Now reading the office and all those writers and everything. Oh, God, it's like a mafia. Yeah. No, it was, uh, no, no, they're ama- amazing, but it is, it is one of those things that, uh, they, people have complained that there is an unfair advantage, uh, you know, to, I mean, Nick never complained about it, but Nick was like, I went to ASU. <laughs> it was very, it was a lot harder than if he had went to Harvard, you know? Yeah, no, but I still, I mean, you're such a good writer and funny, you know, you should do writing. I mean, I wish, but it's like one of those things you're like, at this point, I don't know if I, you know, you kind of just like, well, what can I do at this point of my life? You know, oh, reinvent well. yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm entertaining thousands with the podcast. Yeah, I no, know. And congratulations. On that. I've Fantastic. seen the numbers and, uh, Oh, and the New York times it, article was cool. That, yeah, yeah that was, was awesome. really, oh, Addison was so impressed. And Our uh, granddaughter was so impressed. Yeah, your Addie was just thr- when I showed her. I was I was just pulling the article up when she came in, and I said, "Oh, look who's here! Look at this here!" And she goes, "I don't understand. Why is Ryan's name there?" And then I explained <clears throat> that you were interviewed for the New York Times, and she was like bouncing off the couch. That's big time, Nana. Can well, you tell send her, that tell to her, me? tell her to come on the podcast so I can talk to her about it. Yeah, really. There you go. Uh, but uh, anyways, I love you guys. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, the you. audience is uh, really, really love your segment. So thank you guys for doing this every week for us. Oh, we enjoy it very much. Yeah. We're, we're still kind of amazed by it all, but we really yeah. enjoy it. Uh, okay, well, I'll talk to you guys next week. Ah, oh, that was that that warms your heart, right? I love that. Uh, thank you to Bill and Becky Bailey, my parents. Uh, and thank you to you guys. I hope you have the best val- – I might talk to you one more time before Valentine's Day, but I hope if I don't that you guys do have an amazing Valentine's Day. Remember, you don't need somebody else to have an amazing Valentine's Day because we have each other, right? And you have so many friends and you have the internet and you have all your favorite shows and there is just so much to love there out in the world. Uh, you know, uh, they, they, if you have somebody, great, but if you don't, don't let that say anything about you because uh, you're all you need you know i'm actually at this point i'm just talking to myself i just i have a huge mirror right in front of me and i'm just like hey hey let's do this folks <laughs> but anyways don't be sad i know that sometimes it's gonna be a sad holiday um but uh just like i said write it out watch some good tv and then 
we're back in business on Monday, baby, February 15th. The world is ours again. Uh, I'm going to end the show tonight with my parents' uh, wedding song, uh, a little group called The Carpenters. We've only just begun. Uh, just begun. It's a very pretty song, I guess. It's not necessarily my favorite song, but what upsets me about this song is that I gave uh, my parents my access to my Spotify, and all of a sudden, it <laughs> on my end-of-the-year playlist, The Carpenters' We've Only Just Begun like was in my top five songs, and it's like kind of kind of cool like oh cool the carpenters but at the same time when it's mixed with like heim and counting crow like it just it, it just it paints a clearer picture of a potentially bizarre dude like i am but i just want everybody to know if they saw that spotify list the we've only just begun is my parents they were playing that not me but i'm going to play it one more time for them so uh happy valentine's day to all you lovebirds out there and happy valentine's day to all you guys um that uh we're we're in love anybody that doesn't have somebody that means we are in a relationship so i will talk to you next time guys love you bye we've only just begun to live A kiss for luck and we're on our way We've only begun Before the rising sun We fly So many roads to choose We start out
Betches.